The book was better. We got there. Okay. We got there. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Book Was Better podcast. I am Kaylee Clark. I am Taylor Collette. And today will be a, a fun Austin-themed episode. Uh, I'm always here. I'm always, I'm always there to talk about anything Jane Austen. Anything so. related to Jane Austen. Yes. So we are talking Austin land today to kickstart our month of love, the month of February. So before we get into that, any announcements, any corrections or things we need to address? Uh, the store is live. Our merch is live. Oh, yes, that is exciting stuff. If you haven't seen that. Um, so, yes, if you haven't seen that, definitely go check it out at teacdesigns.com, teakdesigns.com. Um, mm -hmm. the, there was a slight delay in getting the stickers and bookmarks up because the Amazon package was delayed in getting to my house. But. By the time this episode goes up, they should also be live. So everything should be good. And there's also free shipping through Valentine's Day. So you can take Ooh, advantage of that. Take um, advantage. But other than that, I think that was the only announcement really that we have. Yeah. Cool. Then we'll just jump into it. Yeah. Um. I'm going to have a lot of unpopular opinions on this episode, but <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious we, to see how this is received. So we will, I mean, we'll just start with uh, our normal batting. We'll, we'll get into it. Whatever we call it. Um, okay. So Austin land written by Shannon Hale. Uh, the book was published in 2007 and then the movie came out in 2013. Uh, I did not realize it was such a quick turnaround from when the book was published to when it became a movie. Yeah. Um, I'm going to also be honest, while I have seen this movie before, I, I, th I think I watched it back in like 2014 and then I never rewatched it. Like I haven't. So this is my first time watching it in a long time. Um, this was my first time watching it at all. Well, there you go. Um, this is my first time reading the book. I'd seen the movie before. This is my first time reading the book. Really? Oh, yeah, because you didn't um, even know it was a book. I didn't know it was a book. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so written by Shannon Hale. It was directed by Jerusha Hess. The screenplay was also done by Jerusha Hess with help from Shannon Hale. So the author herself. How much of a say and how yeah, much impact it's so she hard. had? I'm not sure. It's Didn't hard dive to know. Into it that much. Okay, we'll get into it. Um, music was done by Elon Ishkari. Music was great. Never have anything bad to say about music. Yeah, it's um, very rare. Casting. <laughs> the music's bad. Yeah. Uh, casting, which I also thought was very well done. I like uh, was the cast, actually yeah. um, casting director. Three people are listed as the casting director. So we've got Courtney Bright, Nicole Daniels, and Michelle. Uh, my baby's crying. Um, and also, I can't read my own handwriting. Michelle. <laughs> I think it's a, that's a G. Gish? Gwish? Listen. It could be either of those things. Any you of tried. Those things. You tried. I was writing. I was writing really quickly. <laughs> um, but I think casting was done phenomenally. So which is um, interesting. Those three as we'll talk ladies about did a later. great job. Yes. Um, for those of you who have not seen and or read, um, there are some discrepancies from the book to the movie in the storyline. But um the consistent the plot part. points across both are 
um, protagonist. Her name is Jane as well. So Jane, very fitting that the main character's name is Jane. Um, Jane Hayes. And she is, you know, she loves Pride and Prejudice. She's been waiting and looking for her Mr. Darcy, right? So she's 33 and still not married, hasn't settled down. Um, She's had many boyfriends and love interests, um, but none of them have worked out. Um, So she ends up going to Austin land, which is essentially an experience in England where you leave all technology and everything from the modern world behind and live and act as if you were in the world and land of and time period of Jane Austen. You um, are. It's essentially, yeah, it's live action role play. Let's be real here. <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, it's somehow the nerdier LARP. I don't know. <laughs> It's just really specific. Um, And it ends with her actually finding real love and learning lessons along the way about herself and growing. You have to be realistic. Not Not everything is a Jane Austen book. Um, Yeah, so there's there's while the core story remains, there are quite a few differences from the book to the movie. Um, As we'll get into. Which is one of the things that surprised me, finding out that the author helped with the screenplay. Yeah. It was surprising the the differences that we we come across. So we'll we'll talk about it, but Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember who went first last time because my children stole that notebook when I wrote it down. I feel like I went first. I think you go first. It was the last one we talked about. Willy Wonka, right? Or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) I really think I went first. I think you go first this time. Okay, we'll just do that. Sure. Okay. Well, as long as my kids don't steal this notebook, we'll know for next time. Okay. (laughs) We'll find out. So, okay, so then getting into my number three is actually an anti-grievance, and it is my only anti-grievance. Um, and that is the fact that they cast Jennifer Coolidge to play Miss Elizabeth so Charming. Good. She's it's amazing. So it's good. fantastic. I I could not picture like a better take on that like oh i'm a lady in my 50s who's gonna pretend i'm in my 20s (laughs) and you know that i'm courting and dating these younger men and that they all love me and think i'm fantastic and doing like the awful british accent like it's just it was she was so funny i love jennifer coolidge she's such a good comedy physical actress like it was just the perfect part for her just so genuinely perfect for yeah that role and how she played that character and that character make made me laugh a lot in the book Mm. and she made me laugh a lot in the movie yeah Um, i will say i like comparing the two i feel like a lot of characters either like they are better in the book which we'll get into or i didn't like i I liked them in both i think hers is one of the characters who i liked more in the movie just because the jokes and stuff are just funnier when jennifer coolidge is delivering them well i just think that the the portrayal of miss charming from book to movie is one of the most accurate and the most unchanged Mm mm-hmm where, I mean, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about it a lot with my number one. But yeah, I was like, a lot of um, it. But like Amelia, very different in the movie from how she is in the book. Like very, very different, I feel like, from the book to the movie. Um, yeah. I'm going to, I'm now forgetting some of the names, but... Uh, Colonel Andrews is also very accurate, I'd say. I think the that pairing, basically, 
is like, yeah, yeah, pretty much just taken from the book and put in the movie. But yeah, I wouldn't say that that's one more. Yeah, that I'd say they're pretty even in both. Again, something about Jennifer Coolidge just makes me love she's her a little bit amazing. more <laughs> in the movie. I love her. I just she's fantastic. She's my favorite part of the movie. She's yeah. just I love her. I would watch the movie again just to see her. It's and how like she acts. Jennifer so Coolidge funny. is like the female Stanley Tucci for me. Like both of them, <laughs> if they are in a movie, I love them. Automatically, they're the best. Like just oh, so good. I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my number three is just Jennifer Coolidge. She did great. I loved her. It was fantastic. It's an anti-grievance for sure. Yeah, my number three is also an anti-grievance, really along the same line. I, and obviously I'm not going to say too much because you are going to talk about Jane a ton in your number one. Yes. So I don't want to say much. Yes, I am. But I do love Carrie Russell. I just, I mm -hmm. was biased a little bit going into the movie just because I love Carrie Russell. Ever since I saw I her. I love her in August Rush. Ever since I saw her in August Rush, <laughs> I just love her as an actress. Something about her. So I was going in with a little bit of like, I already love this character purely because of the actress. And so mm -hmm. I think that helped me overlook some flaws, which we'll talk about later. But I also will say, I think that <laughs> she was well cast looks wise and like age and all of that. For the character of Jane. I think that mm -hmm. she was a good choice casting wise for that character. And that is all I will say <laughs> as far as that character goes. But um, yes, Carrie Russell is great and I love her. That's all. That's my number three. Another anti-grievance. Cool. <laughs> now we can start right, tearing so now it we're apart. Gonna get into the nitty gritties. <laughs> Okay, so my number two is mostly just about all of the missing characters. Um, so starting with the biggest one to me, and I feel like this also really altered the story, is that they they took out Great Aunt Carolyn. They yeah, took out her mom. That was a big one. That was a big right? one. Right, so it's like the whole plot point of... Austin land is expensive. It's three weeks. I don't think they ever specify that in the movie. Maybe they do when she's talking to the travel agent, which doesn't happen yeah. in the book. Um, but she it, it's three weeks of like all expenses paid. So yeah, food, it's like going on a three week lodging, cruise. All of your clothing, right? Because they yeah. they custom like size you into all That's of this true. Regency clothing. Yeah, it ain't cheap. Um, flight over there, flight back, right? Like it's it's an extremely expensive quote unquote vacation. Um, yeah. And her great aunt Carolyn is rolling in dough, and so when she dies. What's left in the will, her will, it, Jane's in the will, but it's not money in the traditional sense. It's that Carolyn has paid for, bought the plane ticket, like completely paid for this vacation, completely yeah. paid for this trip. Um, which will tie into my number one. So I'm not going to go much further into that. But I do miss that we didn't get to see great on Carolyn. Um, we didn't see her mom. Um, because again, the, in the book, the story opens up with her going to lunch with her mom and great aunt Carolyn. Um, yeah. then when you get to Austin land, um, and I'm missing, I, my brain is blanking on the names. So I'm going to open up the book. I was going to say, don't ask me. I, I am bad at names. Remember some of the names here. Um, okay. So the story. Quote, the story that she's immersed into, right, is completely different from the book to the movie. Because in the movie, she's just some orphan that they picked up off the street. Um, mm -hmm. But in the book, she's visiting and living with her aunt and uncle. And there's a character named Aunt Sophronia who's not in the movie. Mm hmm. 
and that was an interesting choice. That one especially, I was like, it's not that hard to like cast another random actor. She's not even in it that much, but it just like it affected the story quite a bit. I, exactly, it like completely changed who Jane was in this Regency period story. Yeah, and it and I they feel like. like if you were paying Demoted money her for station that, even more. Yeah, like if you're paying money, like they really can only you're demote you so much. You're not going to be placed in the servants' quarters. Like yeah. that's not. I didn't pay money for that. If you, if you, with with how crazy realistic Mrs. It's is it Waddlesbrook, right? I I kept wanting to say <laughs> whistle down, but that's from Bridgerton. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no. <laughs> Um, Mrs. Waddlesbrook is like the main lady, right? Who like yeah. runs the place and with how strict she is about accuracy for the Regency period. Yeah. She would not place someone who is dining with people of the um, period, not the court, but of, of, you know, higher society, higher status and high society. She wouldn't she would not place them in the servants quarters because that would make them a servant and they would not dine they, they with these people and yeah. go to the ball. She would it would it's just also so there was like a continuity error there in, in my mind <laughs> in the movie. The fact that she paid for it herself means she would have done the research. She would have looked and for her to be like not know that the it was like this low package. And so she was like going to stay in the servants quarters like. Even in 2013, Yelp was a thing. <laughs> like, yeah, like, come on. You it wouldn't just you wouldn't pay well, your life savings for their, that. Their out was with that was, well, she booked it through a travel agent. So she was probably just assuming the travel agent did all of that for. Her. I, I don't guess know. it's it's full of plot. The holes. travel agent would have gone over the packages with her. Yeah, it's, it's full of holes. It's fine. So that was some stuff that annoyed me. I was annoyed in general with how the story and her placement in Regency, the Regency period in Austin land changed. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that changed because they removed all of these characters. Yeah. There's not different packages in the book. Mm-mm. Because really, yeah, why she's, she's just... given a specific character because they know she's not their typical um, customer, client, client she's not. A, she's not going to be a repeat client. She's not going to be coming back, and yeah. they know that because it was paid for by someone else. But it's not like they immediately cast her down and made her a, like a right. Like it was just over the top, in my opinion. Like Again, who I'm wants to go to an experience probably. and be made a servant? Like I'm right? sorry, what? Like, it was just. It was just a lot to me. And yeah, it was just a lot. But and then there's just missing. They just toned down a lot of those extra side characters and stuff. So. Yeah. That's that's it, basically. They, right. They, that, that's I'll, I'll end there on my number two. Because okay. I'm going to have a lot more to say with my number one. So. I was going to say your number one is probably going to take up a good 20 minutes. So. Trying to leave room for I'll that at the be, end. I'll try to be concise. <laughs> That's what you always say. Yeah, I'm not good at that. <laughs> Next, don't lay on my computer. You don't want to do that. Um, okay. My number two is um, a bit of an anti-grievance. Again, just that obviously the movie, they never made a sequel. And there is a sequel to the book. Um, it's Austin It's Lance. not really a sequel, though, is yeah. it? Yeah. I, I mean, it's a, it is a sequel-ish. I don't know. I haven't read it. I, I, <laughs> I just assumed. it was, I, 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 I know it's called Midnight in Austin Land. Yeah. But I thought it was just in the same, it, it's a different person that goes to is the it? same place, right? I don't know. I did very little research. I don't know. Let me Google it. (coughs) Google. Charlotte Kinder is in need of true escape when she heads from Ohio to Pembroke Park. Okay, there you go. Completely different people. Completely different story. All right. Anyways, then forget what I said. Forget I said that. Um, (laughs) I guess my thing is I love a clean 
wrapped up with a bow story. Like, if you're not going to make a sequel, which is fine, I don't need sequels for everything. But if there are no sequels, I want everything clean, wrapped up. And I love Mm -hmm. an epilogue-like situation. I know some people don't. I love a good epilogue. I want to see the couple after they got together. And so I did enjoy in the movie the scene at the end I think was really well done with them like you get to see them in normal clothes and like being more normal people because like Mm -hmm. obviously it's very cute the whole romance it's very Austin it's very fun but it's not real life (laughs) no but I actually really liked in the book that it wasn't like weeks later he shows up But it was like an immediate like he bought a plane ticket one way, got on the same plane as her. (laughs) I will say that's that's very Austin. That's very Jane Austen. Um, But I don't know. I guess I just really liked the like seeing them as normal because it's like, yeah, kind of it helps wrap up like, oh, they're going to be okay, Not in that weird situation that they were in. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. you're like, you met each other under the weirdest circumstances. You did not interact with each other in normal, like, behavioral ways, really. And I will say that I liked, that was a change in the movie I also liked, where in general, um, nobly, or Henry, really, right? Mm Mm-hmm. How they made it so that he wasn't an actor, really, either. Like, that was his first season quote-unquote yeah right at Pembroke Park and um whereas in the in the book it was his fourth year doing it and he was an actor I kind of liked how in the movie they made it so that he wasn't an actor he was a history professor and so he just really enjoyed like I did like that little change it just yeah, it made well. it a bit more I know, obviously, it's all fake. Saying realistic sounds silly, but just, I don't know, like, (laughs) it's not quite so out there where you're like, what? This is kind of a weird relationship. Like, it just felt a bit more normal, healthy, Mm -hmm. maybe. Not healthy, (laughs) not healthy in other ways that you'll talk about. But, (laughs) um, but like, you just kind of like, I liked the end. That's what I'll say. I think the movie did a really good job with the ending. Which doesn't always happen with movies and their adaptations of books. So that was a nice change of pace. Yeah. Um, Honorable mentions Mm -hmm. kind of have mentioned other little changes here and there already. Um, Amy, I mean, I think the big things. I like the costumes. But I love mm-hmm. a good Regency period costume. Yeah. Definitely. And it's we pretty hard to... how good the cast was. Yeah, it's pretty hard to get the costumes wrong by now. Like, when so many Regency movies have been made, like... Yeah. There's a lot to go on, so... Like, set, right? Like, the old manor mm-hmm. house and everything. Like, the inn and everything. Yeah. I thought that was all really well done. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I again, I was just mostly really annoyed with the over the top. Oh, you're lower class thing. Yeah, that they did. Where it's like, no, you don't get to ride in the carriage. You have to sit on the back of the carriage and hold the luggage. Like it was. just Yeah, like, it was over the top. Like, they were really shoving you that down your throat. Your own money to do something like and this is how they treated you like seriously. <laughs> like, I just. Yeah. I would never. Just couldn't do it. No. Did not. Yeah, I'm trying to think um, of any others. They, like, added that whole rain scene <laughs> with the oh. horseback riding. I mean, it was the very... The tearing of the dress, like, all the way up to the bodice was a bit <laughs> extreme and over the top. <laughs> yeah, it didn't need to be torn that much for her to be able to sit on the freaking horse, okay? No. <laughs> Like, no, clearly it didn't know. Preserve it's, her modesty a little bit. OK. It was very movie, as we've said before, like, you know, movies want to be more dramatic, more like they need something more intense to try to capture the watcher. 
And mm-hmm. I feel like that that whole scene, that's why they did that. They were trying to find something to appeal to maybe a slightly different audience. Yeah, I just thought it was. Because, like, seriously, he was he's going to walk back leading both of the horses. Um, just put her on the horse that isn't tight and injured and walk them both back. Like, I was just that whole thing. I was like. None of this makes any sense. No. Why did they put this in the movie? <laughs> but without reading the book, I, it does fit into that. Yeah, you wouldn't drama know. and flair of a romance. So, mm-hmm. but I thought it was a bit ridiculous. So, <laughs> um, I did really, really like who they cast as Henry Nobly, though. Because he yeah. also is in Sense and Sensibility. What is he? He's in another. He plays the lead in another like film adaptation of a Jane Austen novel. Hmm. I can't remember which one. But I'm pretty sure it's Sense and Sensibility. Who is this again? Nobly. Nobly. Really? J.J. Field. Mm-hmm. What have I... What is he in? I'm going to look it up. Because I am I know I'm not crazy. I Northinger mean, I'm, I Abbey. Crazy, but I'm not crazy about this. Northinger, Northinger Abbey. Northinger Abbey. That's what it is. Not Sense and Sensibility. Yep. I was like, I've seen Sense and Sensibility. I don't remember him being in. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I got that part wrong. But I knew it was another Austin film that he plays yes. the lead in. Northinger so, Abbey. Um, I kind of liked that little throwback. So I don't know. I think that's really all I have for honorable mentions. Because my number one's going to cover quite a bit. Yeah, I don't I don't have much else to say. I. Yeah, no, everything that I can think of, I think you will cover in your number one. So, yeah, OK, fine. I'll just get it pretty extensive. Then. OK, guys, like I said, I think I'm going to have a lot of people really like this movie. Is Which is what I've come to fair. learn. I mean, I Which without is, reading the book, it can totally be a guilty it's a pleasure good, movie. Fun movie. Even without reading the book, I was really bothered by Jane. So let's. And then I read the book and then I was like, <laughs> even more. Bothered. This is the protagonist we could have had. And yet you did this. OK, so here's the thing. I found Jane in the movie to be extremely difficult to relate to. As someone who loves Jane Austen. Yeah. I have read all the Jane Austen books. I love all the Jane Austen films, BBC specials and shorts and others. Right. Like if someone as someone who is a quote unquote obsessed with Jane Austen, I found it very difficult to relate to Jane in the movie. I felt like, yeah, they they took it to such an extreme such a crazy extreme where it was her entire personality her entire house was decked out in austin stuff and (laughs) i love darcy and a colin firth like cardboard cutout of him as mr darcy and she's like her cubicle at work is just like fancy teacups and like all this stuff reach and it's just like her entire personality was Jane Austen. And don't that get me wrong. It. I am sure people like that exist. But as a main protagonist of this movie, someone you are supposed to be rooting for and like and somewhat, you know, like be on their side. It was a little tough for me at the beginning to like be rooting for her. I was I like, you brought this was on yourself. annoyed by her. You're psycho. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. And her getting off, flying for nine hours in her own costume yeah. dress and like getting off and like tra- in costume. Like it was just so over the top ridiculous. It was cringe. It was cringe. And where, especially when you compare it to the book where she knows that that idea of Mr. Darcy is unrealistic. So she hides that part of her 
her, mm-hmm. her extreme love for Jane Austen, she represses that around people because she knows that it's a, it's a lot and unrealistic. Whereas but movie also, Jane is just like all about that life. <laughs> also, going back to what we talked about before with the aunt, it's very different with her aunt gifting her this and her spending her life savings on this yeah. experience. Well, because in the book, she's like, I don't even know if I want to go do this. Like, yes, I love Jane Austen, but like, that's a lot. Like, pretending, like, straight up, like, acting and pretending I'm in a Jane Austen world. Like, that's extreme. Like, I think she has the thought process that most people would have like my big thing is she's she's more normal in the book she has other interests her personality is not entirely Jane Austen she's a human she's an artist (laughs) she likes to paint her job is graphic design but you learn like she's not just a graphic designer she likes painting she had this other hobby she loves basketball and she's like a huge basketball fan and she played basketball when she was in high school and all these like yeah She's She's three dimensional, very successful relationships, very successful long term relationships. She has had those. They've they've never ended in the marriage that she's looking for. But she's not this crazy, obsessed Jane Austen fan who has never had a successful relationship and can't live in the real world. She can. Yeah. Whereas they just took it to such, and I think they were doing it for comedic relief, right? They were trying to make I it funny. But I laughed but, more reading the book than I did watching the movie. And I don't know. I just find it it's really difficult for me to fully immerse myself really, in a story yeah. if I don't like or can't relate to the main character. Oh, 100%. And I can relate to Jane yeah. in the book. I cannot relate to Jane in the movie. She's well, even She's so extreme and like, kind of crazy <laughs> from the get-go they they start with that scene in her room and seeing her room i'm like that is the room of a 13 year old girl i'm sorry like exactly no and then her whole entire apartment is like that <laughs> yeah i'm like no one should no one should have a place like that i'm sorry like if you're a thriving adult who like has a real job and like has these relationships you just i'm sorry maybe you do maybe we're like I'm totally not saying you can't people. have nerdy stuff up because you can and i'm all about that i don't think you have to completely remove your like childlike no, or childish no, no. no hobbies and likes and things but like but again it's it's making it your entire personality the entire yeah. decoration scheme her entire apartment like it was just an extreme that really bothered me. It's also <laughs> hard because what we could have had from the book. It's so cluttered. And I am such a, I'm like, that's, that stresses me out. Like her room stressed me out. It was but so it cluttered. Wasn't cluttered. It wasn't even like eclectic or classy. It wasn't even like, Oh, she loves Jane Austen in the Regency period so much that she's going to make her room a realistic, like re, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like a reimagining, reimagining or like a replica of what a bedroom of that Mm, time period would look like. It's just Mr. Darcy was here in giant letters above her bed. (laughs) Like so bad. I it was I couldn't like. And then and, and I know in the book you're given more of like her inner thoughts right it's not written in first person but you're still given some more of her inner monologue and some of her inner thoughts and um reactions and things which i do think also helps bring that maturity to some of the her responses right like in the movie she goes like are you breaking up with me and you're like dude you've like seen this guy for two days and have made out a couple times why would you say that you're clearly not in a relationship yeah when she says that in the book you get her inner monologue of oh my gosh why did i say that that was so cringy and embarrassing why would i say that obviously we weren't in like a super committed relationship like you get her thinking yeah, the same things that you're thinking 
in the book. And like, obviously, we've talked about this with others. And what's interesting is this is one case where it wasn't a first person. It was the third person, mm -mm. but it was third person limited for sure, where you definitely saw yeah. a lot more into Jane's You thoughts. didn't go anywhere where Jane wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've talked about it with first person, like Hunger Games and Twilight and um, Percy Jackson, but that was its own beast, uh, where it's, mm -hmm. it's difficult transitioning those into movies because you can't always get have inner monologue so that can get kind of weird and you lose in out the stream of consciousness but it is definitely a loss in the transition and you almost do have to make adjustments but i feel like they made the wrong adjustments in this case yeah so i mean i i'll end there we'll get to yours we'll move on but <laughs> i just I remember the first time I watched it, I thought it was a cute movie, wasn't my favorite. It wasn't something that I was going to continue going back to because the main character bothered me. And then mm -hmm. now after having read the book, like it just bothers me that much more. <laughs> so, yeah, it I enjoyed the movie. I didn't relate to it, I would say. I mean, it definitely I would not call it a relatable movie, but not every movie's relatable. You know, there's a lot that I don't. There's a lot of movies where obviously I don't relate to the main character, but I I don't know. I, it definitely didn't click with me like it seems to have clicked with a lot of other people. Yeah. Again, that's why I was like, I'm going to have some unpopular opinions, as we will yeah. see when we start getting yes. into the fan football. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, Go ahead and get to your number one. Yeah, we'll, find, <laughs> we'll finish up with my number one, which is not quite. I don't think this will be as controversial of a topic um martin martin that's his name right yeah yeah i will say and this is kind of a pro and con like i don't know how i fully feel about it i think that they made him much more unlikable in the movie I feel like from the get-go in the movie he just seems a little skeezy and you like kind of knew like I don't really like this guy. And they made it pretty evident throughout the movie that he was not the main love interest. He was not to be liked or trusted. Like, I think the movie made that very clear. The book, it was like hard to tell what his intentions were sometimes. And like he obviously wasn't yeah. great, but he didn't seem as bad. And so mm -mm. at the end, you were kind of left with this like feeling of confusion as far as martin was concerned because you're like i don't know was he that bad like i i don't know i didn't hate him compared to in the movie i was like this guy's the worst <laughs> don't get me wrong he was very attractive they did a great job with casting but <laughs> <laughs> like he was clearly like not a great guy and you were like yeah she should definitely end up with um nobly but yeah, the book, it was a bit more vague. And again, I don't know whether I like one well, more than the other, because I feel like it's more realistic in the book to have a guy that you're like not really sure about. Whereas in the movie, it was very typical movie behavior to have like, yeah. hello, people watching. This is the bad guy. Wink, wink. Like, <laughs> it just, yeah, I don't know. I didn't hate it in um, the movie. I was like, I do like that at the end, I have very clear feelings about it. <laughs> yeah. But again, the book is maybe a bit more realistic in that aspect of sometimes there will just be guys and you maybe don't know what their intentions were and you'll never learn what they were. And that just is how it happens. Yeah, so. I. In the in the movie, the whole time I was like, nobly, I really hope something happens with this guy. But yeah. in the book, it took longer to be like, which one is? And I was and I, to the point where when I was reading it, I was like, does this end the same way? Like, does this follow the same thought process? Um, yeah, and it did. But um, the book definitely threw in some more doubt than the movie did. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's my number one. It's not near as long, but. Sorry, I, I no. Yours, 
Yours was a lot. It was we, a big one. We it's, entered the world of Jane Austen. I'm yeah. going to have some strong opinions, okay? <laughs> like, well, and it's also like a lot of my notes were also along those lines. So you mm-hmm. were covering a lot for both of us. Um, I'm going to try to pull up some of the I was going to say, so I've got the fan faux pas pulled up. But we've got three fan faux pas that I can see at least. Um, yeah, we, yes. I don't think we got any in the story. It was just these three. The comments, yeah. Yeah. So I will say, I'll I'll read I'll read the the this first one at least. Um from so this is from Life Homemade on uh Instagram. This is from Audrey. She, I think, is the only one that here that clearly agrees with me. Because she said the book had me laughing out loud almost the whole time. I didn't find the movie to be as funny as the book. Which is interesting because the movie seems like it's trying so hard to be funny. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's it. It's trying too hard. (laughs) The only thing I will say is, again, Jennifer Coolidge is a gift and she is hilarious. I love her. Outside of that, though. Yeah. And it's almost still, more cringe humor, which can be harder to laugh at. In the world, yeah, it's not the worst movie or no, not no, even no, the worst no. movie adaptation out there. I, I just, I it wasn't my favorite thing, which yeah. is apparently not what others believe. So, um, no, um, we have one from Allie, which. We love Allie. She comments all the time. Sorry, um, Allie. Long time listener. Sorry, I crapped on one of your favorite movies. Yeah, we've got um <laughs> Here we go. Love this movie. Book was just okay. First, nobly in the book was just an actor for years, but in the movie he was related to the owner, and that was first time stepping in as one of the men, which we did comment on. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, That's the true. ending in the movie. Glad they still use the same line, you are my fantasy. While I did prefer the way the movie ended it, the book ending was cute with him buying the non-refundable ticket to confess his love. I'm not sure if the book was better on this one. So she says a lot of stuff that we have mentioned in this episode as good things. I did talk about the ending. You did talk mm-hmm. about nobly. Um, but yes. I'm curious, Allie, uh, after listening to this episode what your thoughts are how much you disagree with Kaylee especially we might (laughs) have to we might have to revisit in a mini-sode um I will ask some questions and kind of give you guys an opportunity to respond I guess to some of the things we've said in this episode and then we can kind of talk about it and share it more in a mini-sode maybe maybe because I think this is one where, at least for me, my thoughts differ quite a bit from the majority of our listeners. Um, yeah. So we've got one more uh, fan faux pas here. This is from Abigail or Abigail um, over on Instagram. She says, I'm so excited for this episode. Mm, I wonder if you're mm-hmm. still excited after you've listened. Um, this film is definitely a guilty pleasure for me. I watched the movie first, then read the book. For me personally, I prefer the movie. I really loved the costumes and didn't mind missing bits from the book, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of it's getting hot in here. Piano version. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We didn't even talk talk about about that. that. Again, just so cringy and just why and uh, more to the reason why the Jane character in the movie bothered me. (laughs) So here's an interesting thing. I know we said no complaints on the music. I guess that would be one. But it's so funny because Bridgerton has modern songs in like a a classical like piano yeah, but they version put it in like a quartet but they, yeah it's very it's, well done they definitely were the better done of this because yeah this one was just off the mark this walked so that Bridgerton could run <laughs> i just i'm sorry <laughs> i can't i really okay <laughs> So I feel like quite a few listeners will believe that the movie is better in this instance. Yeah, I'm really curious. We still have to answer, in our opinions, we have to answer the age-old question, was the book better? For me, it's a strong, yes, the book was better. (laughs) I will say a less strong, yes. I don't know. I think 
just again, I there were parts of the movie that I did enjoy more. I mean, I had a lot of anti grievances um, in my list. So clearly there's some stuff that I really enjoyed in the movie. But I think at the end of the day, the it's really the, that inner dialogue, that look into Jane's thoughts that makes, I think, all of the difference. So that is what I will say on that one. Even though I know we uh, <laughs> are going to have some some interesting reactions from listeners. Yeah, I. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast even a little bit at all, you know that it's if I have an opinion on something, it's going to be a strong one. It's rare that I'm apathetic about anything. <laughs> if I feel one way or another about something, I'm very strong behind my convictions, typically. Um, yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm judging anybody for liking this movie. No, I think it's a cute. Heaven knows I like movie. movies that other people probably scoff at and look at and go, really? Like my my weird obsession with like Tim Burton movies. Like I bet a lot of people are like, OK, weirdo, I can't believe you like those. Like, I mean, the yeah, to each sometimes. their own. <laughs> people have their own interests and likes. I'm I'm I, I'm not judging your taste if you like this movie. I can see why a lot of Austin fans would like this movie. Yeah. But I could not really get behind it. I did love the guy who played Nobly. I do think he fulfilled that like Darcy-esque persona really well. Uh-huh. And I I did really enjoy seeing that on screen. But I think at me, the end the of the day, was so much better. At the end of the day, though, if I'm going to watch something Austin, I'm just going to watch a Jane Austen film like Pride and Prejudice. Like if I want that exactly. type of romance, I'll just go to the OG source. So it I'm was going to just watch the 2005 Kieran Eiley yes. Pride and Prejudice. Yes. If I'm going to watch time. a, you know, hour and a half, two hour, you know, like. If I don't have the time to sit down and watch the full BBC <laughs> like yeah. miniseries. If I need something in the background, that's what's going on. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's not to diss against the book or the movie. I think both are cute and fun. I just don't think they're my cup of tea personally. I don't know if I'll ever watch or read them again. Because again, for my Darcy Phil, I'm going to go to the source. But <laughs> I just prefer actual Regency era. This modern person being thrown, like it being super clever and cute idea. I, oh, I don't, yeah. I Props to Shannon. Like, I, I love the Shannon idea. I think Shannon Hale did like a really good job writing this idea and creating this kind of idea. And honestly, if Austin Land were a real place, would I want to go? 100%. And, and, and basically LARP as if I lived in Regency period? Heck yeah, I would. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> But I'm going to read actual Regency era and look out for act like where it's. Well, I'm not going to read them because they're really hard there. to read, but I'll watch the movies. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like even like modern <laughs> writings set in that time period, yes, like yes, Edenbrook, yes, yes. like uh -huh. oh, uh, heck yeah. Blackmore, yeah. those, right? Like, yep, yep. They just they they hit the spot a little bit better. Yes. But I, that's not to diss anyone that this is their guilty pleasure movie, because I totally get it. And I'm sure, like you said, there are some movies that I watch that I'm people are probably like, what? Why do you watch that? And it's just Why do you it is what it is. Back to it? Oh. So. There's our thoughts on Shannon Hale's Austin Land. <laughs> yep. Do they differ from yours? Probably. Let us know. <laughs> go on over to social media. Go over to our Instagram. Go over to our Facebook. Do you agree with our what we've said? Do you disagree? Why do you disagree? You love this movie. Give give me more info on why it's your go to and why you watch it again and again. Because I'm curious. Does Jane's characterization from the book to the movie really not bother you? Okay. <laughs> um. 
All right. So that's that was Austin Land. It's being released late. We realized that. Uh, sorry. It's life been, happened. Yeah. Um, crazy. Taylor literally didn't have electricity or Internet or anything no. because of giant <laughs> rainstorms in Hawaii. So, yeah, we've had some um, fun stuff going on. Um, but we did it. We got it done. So we're kind of this is being released. We're still going to release a mini sode this week, but it'll be later in the not week on Wednesday. It'll be a little bit yeah. later, but kind of like a double feature this week. But they still are both getting out there. Um, for mini sode, I believe we talked about just doing um, book recommendations for this mini sode, right? Sure. Sure. We're going to do book recommendations. Okay. Um, and then um, next week for our Valentine's Day, more specific, I mean, for the whole month of love, we're doing that kind of stuff. But um, for Valentine's Day um, after. So I guess it is next week. I'm used to saying two weeks from now, but because I know, this is going confusing. out late. It is just next week. Um, we are doing it just left my brain. I had it. I was doing the spiel and then it, it left me. We are doing so Love and Gelato. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I know it's another like rom-com yep. book movie combination. Yep. So, Love and Gelato. Um, Love and Gelato. And that's a more modern Which was recommended to us by someone. <laughs> a couple different people, I think, mentioned it. Yeah. When we were asking for what books and stories you wanted us to cover this this year so uh that'll finish off our february love books right yeah yeah um if you have thoughts on that look for the faux pas uh posts on social media or you can also just send us an email to tbwbpodcast at gmail.com uh, if you have thoughts about the book to movie adaptation of love and gelato Otherwise, merch, again, Teak Designs, T-E-A-C Designs.com. If you wanted to check that stuff out, I think that covers everything for this week. Yeah? Yeah. Alrighty then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we hope that you have a great week. And don't forget to read. <laughs>